Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We can do the mic, we can do the camera, we can you do the whole thing. You may not be able to air the podcast and give a mic. <laughs> no, that's why we should do it. No? No? Okay. They're silent fans. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Just give them 30 minutes. <laughs> Have you been watching the World Cup? The Women's World Cup? No? He a little bit. See. I saw a catching game here. <laughs> though. I'm not going out of my way to watch it either. You turn on the TV in the morning, though, it's on. It's Ireland lost to Nigeria this morning. And Australia beat Canada. That's all I know. Heartbreaking. That's literally all I know is what I saw today. How are we doing? Yeah. So, anyway, you went fishing this morning? Yes. And you did? I invited Lorelai, but she she said, no, you don't have to bring me back in because I didn't want to get in as soon as she would need to be in because well, someone has to slave away this fine institute right here. I, I wanted to make it to CrossFit, so yeah. I let them oh, go out for too. a boys trip. <laughs> boys trip. My phone didn't ring. That's cool. I thought you were working. I thought you were hard at work over here. Yeah. It's okay. You didn't want to babysit them. <laughs> Yeah, probably what'd you, not. What'd you catch? Uh, we got a Wahoo. Wahoo? Yep. Morning Troll Wahoo? Yes. Yeah? We had, we kind of had a, almost a double. One of the planers tripped, and then we ran over to it. It pulled off, and then 20 seconds later, one of the other rods got hit, and that was a 43-pounder. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. That's the best one we've got on the planer Not bad. Gear. Yeah, 43-pounder. Yeah. Bad for a Monday morning trip. <laughs> Grom trip. Grom trip. All, all the kids I go speedo fishing with and bait fishing with took him out one last time before college. Yeah. So he, yeah, you guys are heading out soon. He hosts a take a take a kid off a pier. That's that's his thing. Yeah. All, Wait, all, what? All the kids that come with me bait fishing. They all right. grew up on the piers. Oh, pier rats. Piers, bridge fishing, yeah. snook fishing. Well, pier rats. There you go. They take them out, get them to see the better side of life, the mm-hmm. finer things. Okay. Uh, most of them <laughs> don't sleep very much. 
So sometimes I have to go in their houses and wake them up because they're really still asleep from snook fishing the night before. <laughs> yeah, well, you're kind of an animal, so I think we're going to get into that a little bit on the show today, right? So um, without further ado, I wrote. Look, you'd be so proud of me, Lorelai. <laughs> I wrote down my entire intro now, and I think Yanni would be proud of me too because. Every time I do this, I'm always like, oh, I forgot to say that. I forgot to say that. So I actually wrote down Got my you. intro, but it's the same thing I say like every time. So it's just a matter of like not forgetting it. So I want to officially welcome you both to the Connected by Water podcast, right? So welcome to the Connected by Water podcast, powered by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and fueled by our very good friends at Papa's PLR Rum. Remind you never to be a spectator. Technically, the bar is closed today because you're both underage. But that's okay. Your parents are here, and it's all right. So, because I can have a drink with your parents, so, but not it's with okay. you. I'll stick to some diet coke. It's fine. There you go. Good. And you have nothing. I'm healthy. Drink. I have water. You have water. All right. Good. So I'm your host with the toast, <laughs> Dennis Friel, and we are coming to you from the Connected by Water Studio Gallery, comfortably located between the Intracoastal and the Sand and scenic and sunny Pompano Beach, Florida. We are a Waypoint hosted podcast. You can find us there and also watch, listen, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Do not forget to hit that like button. And please, we would love to hear from you in the comments or by email at sales at connectedbywater.com, where Lorelai will receive that email. (laughs) I will promptly respond from the business hours of. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'd also like to express our thanks to our associate sponsors, the W Sauce. Don't call it a barbecue sauce. Don't call it Worcestershire. It's just magic cooking sauce. Make sure you're on the lookout for their latest product, the breakfast sauce. It's just good stuff. So, all right. And thanks for the special support we received from our pals over at Funor Sunglasses and Olakai. So, here we are at the Connected by Water podcast. You two, Lorelai and Jonah Bennett. We're calling it Twin Sanity. That is the name of the episode. (laughs) That is the name that I thought you should have named the boat. But it's Finn Sanity too. Twin Sanity from the Finn Sanity. Right. Um, and how do I introduce you both properly? Um, and I, I've tried to figure out the best way to do this. I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> and I want to say um, that I'm going to introduce you as your unofficial uncle because that's how <laughs> I feel about you both. I've known you both since before you were even born. Um we go way back. We talk about this on the podcast multiple times. Go way back with your parents who are here at the bar and refuse to be on camera or mic. Um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive them for that. Um, and Lorelai, you're my assistant here. You have, you're my super assistant, right? Thank you. You're Thank no you. stranger. Yes, right. <laughs> I can't get the title wrong. That is your official title. What is the official title? Super assistant. Super I assistant. I worked hard for that one. That she earned that. Yeah. That, that, that definitely is a fitting, fitting title for her. Um, and you've been here for two years and you're leaving and Jonah, you're leaving, you're going to college, you guys are going, moving on to like bigger and better things and we couldn't be more proud of you. So today is going to be all about who you guys are, how you grew up, where you came from and where you're headed. Okay. So if you, if you prepared for this, Think we're ready. but first we have to start right do gooder. Do-gooder. Right. So our do-gooders are Neil and Robin Neighbor, who are husband and wife do-gooder team and friends of Captain Bouncer Smith. And their claim to fame on the do-gooder level is that 
They pick up trash daily in, right here in our backyard in the Everglades after they're done fishing a full day. They don't do videos or photos because they're old school, but they do it just because it's the right thing to do. So you won't find them on social media, but, but Bouncer Smith wanted to make sure that they got the attention that they deserved. He nominated them as a do-gooder, and they win the bucket of Starbright goodies worth over $200. So congratulations to Robin and Neil Neighbor, N-A-B-E-R. So, cool. So tell me, which one of you would like to tell me how all this started. Now we know that you you grew up fishing with your parents, and you guys really kind of you know we're going to talk about fishing and foremost and first and foremost, and we're going to talk about all your accolades in school. Um, but you know this is a fishing show that's not about fishing, so I want to talk a little bit of fishing first, right? So talk to me about growing up here. Fishing. So um, we both started fishing. I mean, we had baby swings on the boat, um, and <laughs> <laughs> literally. There's pictures of us with mahi that are bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. um, we had a great grandfather, Pop, and um, our grandma Bennett, who loved it. She was known for her snapper fishing, and Pop fished with us from the time we were itty bitties. From off the dock to going out of the keys with us. Yeah. One, one of the oldest memories I have is looking in the kitchen before it was redone. It had a picture of us. There's a one with us in the leaves, and one with us holding a jack off the dock. We were like four or five. Mm -hmm. The rumor is Three? that Jonah's first jack that he caught off the dock, we were holding it for a picture and I kicked it off the dock. <laughs> really? Sorry, Jonah. <laughs> so that tells the whole story right there, right? Um, and we, I mean, we grew up fishing and um, when we were about in second grade, Jonah started tournament fishing or we both started tournament fishing. At the age of nine, I think we fished the rodeo the first time oh. at the age of eight or nine. Yeah, so I started with ladies fish off and then... Yeah, he hopped ladies. on the rodeo. When it, he would fish, it was like eight to ten foot seas for the rodeo all the mm -hmm. time. Wasn't there one tournament where you had school? It was the rodeo. It was Friday. We had both had school. You caught like a 30-pound blackfin, 25-pound blackfin, yeah, and I got... asked Dad to take you in, go back to school, <laughs> and went right back out. I went I went to school wait, that wait, day. Wait, wait, wait. What happened now? So it was, it was a rough rodeo, as always. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The rodeo was usually... We were you know, on the original 31 Mako, the OG Finsanity that went through it all. Mm -hmm. And um, we caught a good fish right in the morning. And then, I, I mean, I've gotten seasick my whole life. Um, luckily, now I know how to generally control it. Um, Peanut butter. I, I chunk a lot, but I've gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so... Um, I asked to get taken in. I was in like sixth grade. So I went to school that day and everyone was like, didn't you have a tournament today? I was like, yeah, I fished this morning. <laughs> We're here. So from those tournaments, then we really got into it probably when we were 14, 13. No, we were in fourth grade. Fourth we were in grade fourth grade when we snatchers? started. When the, was the chump snatchers? We were in fourth grade when we started the chump snatchers. That is when it all began. Okay. So on our buddy Greg Acorn, uh, Big name around here, these parts. <laughs> Big name. <laughs> yeah. Big Greg. He got us into it with our dad, and they put together a little team. We have Caden Icorn, well, Tyler Icorn. There were four, no, there were five of us kids and two dads, and they were like, let's fish tournaments with this. And I mean, I think from the start, I mean, we were in a, is the Dino a 30? A 31 Dino? 30 th foot Dino? Anyways, it's the color, it, it was like mustard yellow. You couldn't miss it. And there were like a bunch of these kids and two dads who were like, Come on, we have three dozen goggle eyes. Let's fish a tournament. <laughs> uh -huh. And that started it, and then we got hooked, and then one of our friends, Peyton, got a 35 Sea Hunter. We fished a couple years on that. We did, I think our best was 8th or 7th on the Slam one year. 
Found a random Cobia, got a couple Kingfish, and did well on the slam. That was another full kids team. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then our dad got the Freeman, the Finsanity too, and that's where it took off from there. The first year we didn't do so well, but that first year I started fishing with uh, Bryce Datham on Blue Moon with Captain Zach, and then started fishing with Digger Rich with Alex, and um, that's where I really started to kind of gain my ground a little bit and learn. That it wasn't just... Sort of spread your wings? Yeah. Was it just trolling baits? It's trolling baits here and there and looking at the conditions. And then the next year, so last year was, we did, that was like a breakout year for us. We, I think we got fifth overall in the... Saltwater series. Saltwater series, two thirds that year. We got second place in the Slicker Butte with Jack and Nicole. Yeah. Um, um, we had a good ladies fish off showing with a 96 pound big eye. Yeah. Got a 96 pound big eye and a second place kingfish there. And Yeah. I mean, and... Uh, growing up in Pompano, like it's not just about like that we've grown up fishing. We've grown up doing it with everyone that we love. And now our fishing team is literally our family. Like we had family sushi night last week and it's just, it's yeah, always. We, last week we had our first international tournament where we went to the Bahamas and we came back. Everyone came over for sushi afterwards. It's like she said, it's a family. Um, we're, that's probably my least favorite part about going away for college. You leave all your friends and the people you've grown up with here mm-hmm. you're what four and a half hours away again yeah now? the bottom line is i mean we've grown up doing it as started as a family sport now it's so much more than that for both of us because of where we live i mean it's no secret that pompano is a fishing town and that's basically what most of what we do is built on so, everyone we've watched growing up has fished and that's just something that we've caught on thanks to our dad and greggy Pushing us into it, <laughs> and our mom for allowing us to uh, do this. Oh yeah, skipping the- some days of school because I'm uh, uh, sick. And big shout out to Jonah's twin sister who <laughs> got him to travel fish because. <laughs> oh, we have to tell that. So, what uh, got me on? <laughs> what allowed me to, <laughs> just gonna to really <laughs> step forward? I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell it. We're. We just fished a tournament. Are you talking about the tournament, the the what the the one that you just recently? No, no, this, no, is, this the, is to his get original me to go okay. with Kingfish the bigger tournament. Rich and start traveling okay. the country for the Kingfish tournaments. Um, what tournament did we fish the week before? It was some OAPB Chase tournament. Chase and Tails or um, the it Big Dog matter. Tackle Kingfish <laughs> tournament. And you know what? Let me just interject too. Like, all right, so you, you guys are like you you tournament fish all the time. You really do, and I love it, right? And, and that's what, and so full disclosure here for for those that don't know the full story about Lorelai and and me, you know, her working here like all the time. She's incredible. Like I I, I think that I I would think the only person on planet Earth that is more sad about you leaving for college is probably your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but I'm a close second. Yeah, your dad sad, might be a little sad too. I'm a close second to those people over there too. I am losing, you know, not only just like the best person that I've ever had work for me ever, but you know, just you know, a, a friend. You know, because we hang, we hang out. Don't I, <laughs> it only took five minutes. No. So, but it, but it's true. But you know, but all the time, it's just like I got a tournament coming up. Can I take off? Yes. You know what I mean? So that's part of being working at connected by water it's just like living that life and just being connected by water and, and i almost look at it as like well shit, if i can't go you might as well be able to go you know what i mean so but anyway so you guys are fishing all the time and i love it and, and that was 
probably the one of the most inspiring things about watching both of you grow up is just to see where you guys have come because we've all fished together. I fished together with you guys when you were like little tiny kids and it's to see the where you guys have evolved now and just to hear your sister talking to the customers on the phone <laughs> about fishing like all the time it's like inspiring and it's just like warms my heart so just like hearing you guys just go off and spatter about this is like it just warms my heart so continue warms us either because we really haven't looked back like this I don't think ever well that's what today is today is today for me is really honestly and you know and for your parents too I'm sure to just be here that's probably why they want to be here too it's completely a retrospective of all this stuff like it, you guys are crossing over from the threshold oh, she's crying it's okay it's okay we can all cry today we, we're all gonna are cry those a tears lot of today. joy or tears of pain yeah so listen to what what this all represents is and you, you said earlier a few minutes ago that the one thing that you're gonna miss the most is the whole the whole bond and the family and the friends and everything like that listen that's gonna be there right you, you guys have truly made the best of it really and and not only just socially but academically you guys have really balanced the whole thing in in my eyes just absolutely 100% perfectly if there is a roadmap for what a young person should strive to be in this world it is you too that is for sure unequivocally i have no doubt in my mind about it right um but today is a retrospective and a reflection on all that and about the the threshold that you guys are about to cross right and and what i want to hear what the future has in store in your minds about your own lives, right? Because I have a pretty good idea where it's heading. I always make this joke too, right? This this one's going to be governor of Florida one day. Like I have no doubt about it. She's like, no, 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 no. Well, you'd make an excellent governor of Florida, hundred percent for sure. And you're going to save the world in some way or shape or form. We haven't figured it out yet, but it's going to happen, right? So anyway, continue with your tournament stories. Just so. How Jonah, I mean, how we really like have taken off in it is that he got invited randomly to go up to fly up to Biloxi to fish a tournament with Team Digger Rich. And my mom was like, absolutely not. I've never met these people. I've never like, where did this come from? Yeah. Keep in mind, our mom likes things about maybe a week, week and a half in advance. We're planners in the Bennett household. I got the invite Saturday night and I will be scheduled to fly up to go help them pre-fish the next day on Sunday. And it was, there's a week of school the following week, but I knew Thanksgiving break was two weeks away, so I'd only miss one week of school. And I Keep in mom, mind, we go to a very like academically rigorous high school. Like Missing a week is like missing a month of regular school. <laughs> yeah, so all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to splash a little bit of color in here for the audience right now when you bring that up, okay? So... And I know I just asked you to tell me about the tournament. Since you brought that up, I'm just going to throw this in here. Okay. You guys are incredibly intelligent. But not only that, you're incredibly hardworking, which I think matters just as much. There's a lot of smart people in the world. Just like in the art world, there's a lot of talented artists. But there's a lot of talented artists that are doing nothing with it or not being everything that they can be with it just because they're not working hard enough at it. You know, they're just, they don't, can't bridge that gap of the two. You guys do a great job. So I want you to list a little bit of things. Now, I can sit here and list your resume because I tell you it's like a broken record and I tell it to all the time. I understand that you have a very similar track record, um, you know, if not more in some cases, right? So National Merit Scholars, National Honor Society. National Merit Scholar. Scholar. Okay. Yeah, he was the finalist. Okay. And then so explain um, all this to me. So um, I was more of like the 
I'm involved in all of our clubs, and Joan is the more she sports. She was more friendly friend. with the Admin. administrators at our school. So I ran the school and then helped him get through it. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a great team. I was in the back in the gym with Coach Didymus and helping out with the sports. I played five sports for our school, and Lorelai played three, I, four. I was a uh, water polo team captain. Um, I actually, we don't know our exact school record, but it is estimated that I hold our school record for goals. Really? Um, yes. And then um, swimming, I did all four years. I've done it since I was in first grade. Um, and I made it to states for that. And I'll actually be going, when I get to UF, I'll hopefully be playing club water polo there. So I'll continue that. Um, but like as far as school and academically goes, um, I was very involved with our National Honor Society, um, student government, uh, CCA, like we talked about in yep. our last podcast. We'll get to the CCA thing in a minute, for um, sure. Yeah, being a small school, they... If President you have, of her junior class, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Vice. But we had to... She was unofficially the president. Unofficially. <laughs> are we allowed to say that? You, you, yeah, you took over the helm? <laughs> yes. Okay. In all aspects. <laughs> right. That doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah, it was, it was it was great because she and one of our other friends really ran the school. And whenever I would do something bad or step on Admin's toes, they would kind of smooth it out for me. So okay. I didn't get kicked out. Yeah, I, I like to do like the background of like Jonah doesn't really mean what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, because I would say. So, yeah, you'd say what? I would say what everyone was thinking and not what everyone was saying. And then and you know what? That's a great attribute. <laughs> it really is. It really is. That's a, that's a great quality. I wanted. I might be paraphrasing something here that because we would listen. She, although you don't think so, she loves you a lot. And she talks about you positively oh. all the time, right? It, it, without you realizing it. So I'm just going to get that out in the air. But you recently had a visit to the Navy. Yes. Right. I and got that back. Was, yeah. Then that was kind of a, an intense kind of thing yeah, up in Great Lakes. Days right. Up in the Great Lakes. Okay. A modified boot camp. So it wasn't a full, I think they do eight weeks, 10 weeks boot camp. We had 18 days, and that was eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It was in what way? In the way that what you're signing up for is it's not like we. I did JROTC in high school, and I knew it would be a step up from that because NROTC is kind of a stepping stone to get you an officer in the Navy, and then you know after that you're commanding, you know soldiers, you're commanding um, enlisted Navy sailors in the Navy, so they're using real. They're being real with you. They're, um, it's no more games. It's like if you're, don't make your rack right. They would treat it as, oh, you just, um, didn't see something on the radar. Now your ship's blown up, and okay. it was constantly, you know, if you don't do this, people die. Don't do this, people die. And that yelling was, at you. Don't do this. You don't catch you. a fish. You don't do this. You don't land. Right. So, so it's kind really of the tables familiar. have turned on right. you, right? A yes. little bit. So it's a lot of. It was intense, but we made it through it. And for your NROTC unit at college, how did that feel? Like, like what? What was that? I'm not trying to like egg on you, but I, I really want to know how that made you feel. Sad. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Depressed. It was a lot of. Okay. I nicknamed new student indoctrination. I nicknamed it uh, Naval Sanitary Institution because okay. we cleaned for four or five hours a day, and that was our. You know, just get through it. You get to chow. You get to eat. Back to cleaning. Get to chow, get to eat, back to cleaning. And then, oh, okay. someone maybe messed up. Maybe he'll take this these lessons back to our bathroom at home and clean <laughs> up our bathroom great. counter. <laughs> Looks great. 
<laughs> all right, all right. We're, this isn't a, a Jonah roast. I, was, I, I, I really, no, I really, Come I have not seen sides. you. Jonah, I have not seen you since you've been back from this trip. So I re- really genuinely wanted to find out like how that was for you because I was always, I was very well, curious. As you can see, it. I can't talk. So it was stunning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, I mean, it was good. Like I learned a lot. I learned what I really wanted to do. I went in thinking that I kind of wanted to fly. Okay. Now I came out thinking I want to do something else. Okay. Um, but you get to talk to a lot of the ensigns, which are officers in the Navy, and they tell you about their path and what they're doing. And that was great because all the briefs there, you know, are true. They're mm-hmm. 100% factual. What they tell you goes for you as well. And that gives you a great, like, a great view on what you're going to go into mm-hmm. compared to before that. It's kind of, oh, there's something online saying this. Somebody's saying this may happen. But there it's like, okay, they're briefing us on this. It's real. Um, helps you get a good mindset for college. Okay. And NRTC. So, yeah, so ultimately your decision is to go to UF. Yes. Right? And do the ROTC yes. program there, right? And so, which is great. I mean, you, you got to make your own decision and 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 just do what, what you feel is like right for yourself. Yes. Know? So with NROTC, you have a year as kind of a trial year. Okay. So you're still midshipman, which is my rank in the Navy right now. Um, you continue on with your college, your studies, and you also are learning leadership skills and you're doing PT. Mm-hmm. And if you decide at the end of that first year that it's not for you, you can back out with no no harm, no foul. And after that, you'll sign off and you will uh, commission as an officer in the Navy if you do stay your next two, three, and four, fourth year of college. Okay. Now, you're a National Merit Scholar. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> so, National Merit is based on your junior year PSAT score. So, the PSAT, um, junior year, everyone's thinking about your SAT. But this National Merit Scholarship, you have to pay attention to your PSAT, and it is similar to the SAT, big standardized test. Whoever scores well within the state, it's based on by state because each state has different educational standards. Um, so Florida, we have a little easier. <laughs> but uh, it's based on Proud your, Floridians here. your yeah. state's academic standards. And if you're pretty much top 99 percentile in the state for your academics, you get this scholarship and it's... There are two levels. There's a national merit semifinalist. Well, I guess national merit. Um, what's the base one that you got? Um, there's just like there's rankings. Like it goes through and it's like you were in this percentile, you get this, and then okay. it just keeps going up to finalists and semifinalists. So well, I don't where, know. where did you end up? Not that high. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, I mean, not that high considering your brother, but not. I mean, I not high for most. Commended right? national merit commendation. That's what you had. And then there's National Merit Semifinalist, National Merit Finalist. So the finalists get a full ride to college. Um, Semifinalists get to put that on the resume, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily get them the money. And um, commitment just helps you with uh, applications to colleges. So I want to make one thing perfectly clear, though, okay, that you said not that high. (laughs) It's still high, okay? And I want to just sidebar over here to your parents, like – Really great job with these two from, from that regard. Awesome, right? And incredible, right? Really great stuff. So, okay. I wanted to get that out of the way, right? I wanted the audience to understand fully and completely that, you know, it, it's not just a couple of kids in front of me, okay? And I want to really explain and illustrate that fact to everyone. So, please tell me your tournament stories. 
long story short about the Biloxi, Jonah asked my mom, like, hey, can I fly out today to go fish with this team you've never met and you know nothing about? And he had to, like, chase her around the house. And she was like, no, no, never. And she locked herself in the bathroom to get away with me. And the next day, this will tell you really how my parents feel about me. The next day, we go out to breakfast. And I don't think, were you with us, Laura? I don't know. I was somewhere in there trying to get him to go on this trip because I knew it was a good opportunity and I wanted the house to myself for a week. (laughs) So um, my mom was still against it. And I was like, mom, like, how much do you really want to see Jonah this week? She was like, not much. I was like, well, then send him to Biloxi. (laughs) And that is how I got to fish. So now he travel kingfishes and I get to hop on with his team too, which is really fun. Like this year, she came down to Key West with us, caught a what seventy four pound yeah seventy four pound wahoo pre fishing, uh, forty eight pound kingfish, and then the second Jonah got there, the boat broke. So I think that says a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what was the one tournament where you got like stuck at the airport? Every single tournament he goes to. But there so was the one in North Carolina, there, wasn't it? That was a with really North Carolina, bad one. I, I was getting flown up to North Carolina, and in we used American Airlines. There are a bunch of regional airports up in North Carolina. And you would use American to get from, like, the international airports to the regional ones. And American Airlines is not that great at making sure all their flights take off. <laughs> so I got stuck in North Carolina. I missed day one of a tournament in North Carolina, and I needed to go five. It was a five-hour car drive. You're 17 at this point, Yes. Right? Yeah. So I had to stay the night at a friend's house who lived. I Ubered, what, for 45 minutes over to Mint Hill. Yeah. Stayed with her friends family friends that we travel with every year so it was nice to see them but i missed day one i flew in for the end of day one watched alex and them come in and weigh a goose egg for (laughs) unfortunately because they didn't have their little jonah baby (laughs) and i got to fish day two but it it's unfortunate. And I remember her telling me this story, like, as it's going on, like, in real time. Jonah's stuck in an airport. Yeah, and all i could think of is like well it's 17 year old Jonah I'm thinking in my head and I'm like it's and I kind of trust that a little bit more than most adults so I'm sure he'll be fine well he also got yeah I was, well, yeah, I was just he sad because I was he's texting got... the boys and like hey did you guys catch anything and on frantically his, on his way home from Navy he got stuck in an airport on his way to Navy he got stuck in an airport on your way to Biloxi or well when he got to he had to fly through New Orleans right yes yeah he he got he flew to New Orleans and he was supposed to get picked up by his team that he hadn't met before. And I have they met were having they were having an issue with the truck, so the truck couldn't get him. So he had to Uber across state lines. Ubered an hour and a half that night. At sixteen to go fish a tournament. Let's clear this up. <laughs> Our parents are negligent. They did wow. know they did know the team. <laughs> I See, this not. is the moment, Mindy. <laughs> this is the exact moment where I'm mad at you for not letting me put a camera on you to get that face. We've known on the, the team. Podcast. I've I've fished next to the team for the past year at that time. No. Wow, Mindy wins. I lose. This is gonna be a family conversation later. <laughs> what did I say? Nothing. I said you're not negligent. I was proving why you guys were. Yeah, we have it all on film. We'll we'll rewind it. Don't worry. It's okay. We can we can go back to film and check it out. I'm pretty pretty sure you said negligent. I said not negligent. It's all good. It's all good. Listen, let's segue from this segment. I have a lot of questions for you guys. Right. See, this is the issue in school. People just listen to me and don't listen to the facts that I say and put things in my mouth that I didn't say. 
<laughs> Anyways. Anyways, see, this is why I'm so glad you both are going to UF. <laughs> He's going to need you. Yeah, I need He'll you to get me. in touch with the admin at UF. He'll call me and be like, how do I do my laundry? <laughs> no, I have Zach for that. Hey, high five out of it. There you go. Uh, we're good. Listen, I, I feel have like a I'm lot. about to get kicked out. No, it's okay, buddy. Totally Can I just go it. back to goggle eye fishing? <laughs> we're all good. We're totally good. We're totally good. We're totally good. No, we aren't. We are. I know that look. because because I have a lot of questions for you guys. Oh wow. Okay, I have a ton of questions, but you know, other people do as well. And we're going to get to our Papa's Pull Our Strange Questions right about now. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Yeah? Already. All right, cool. So, our first question comes from a one Carleen Rabinsky, who could not be here tonight, right? As anyone knows that watches the show, Carleen is America's favorite bartender, right? And she is very upset that she's on her way back from North Carolina um, right now, and she couldn't be here for this. But... Um, she wants to ask this question. Um, is it hard for Jonah to follow in such amazing, an amazing sister's footsteps that she says, just kidding. How did you both become so amazing? And I'm going to answer that question for you. It's the it's parental units over there. The parental units over there. So I can speak. It's, it's all the beatings. I've known them for a very long time and all the beatings that they've given you. Yes. No. Um, you guys are amazing parents. You know, and you guys have done an amazing job with these two. Thanks, and thank parents. you very much. Good work. Thank Front you very much for, for letting me have her for the past two years. It's really <laughs> been an incredible experience for me. So thank you very much. Harley, if you're wondering why her parents are sitting in the room, and that is the reason why they've become so amazing. So that's the answer. So the next one comes from uh, my wife, Liz Friel. Right? She says, Lorelai, you'll soon be released from this that slave driver of a boss. <laughs> What's the first thing you'll do with your newfound freedom? Um, well, my, my last day is August 9th. It's going to be right. a very sad day. Very sad day. Um, a day filled with doom. I told her <laughs> that on my calendar, I have just took a Sharpie and just put an entire, I colored the whole box of that date in black. That's it. Um, well, I have to pack for college. That's probably right. number one that I'll be doing. Well, number and one, you're going to go pre-fish for the showdown. I am going to go pre-fish for the showdown. There you I, go. I do miss pre-fishing because where we went to high school, we don't have school on Fridays, so I would come in and work every Friday, um, and then Jonah and the gang would all pre-fish, and I would just provision the food, and I miss pre-fishing, so that'll be a fun one. I'm excited for that. Don't okay. worry. You're not you're not a slave driver, Dennis. It's okay. Oh, thanks. Don't believe what anyone tells you. Yeah, we like to catch big fish pre-fish day. Are you excited? Yes, we're very Team Finsanity is very good at catching big fish pre-fish day, and yeah, then that's yeah a solid nothing regular day, tournament day. No, that was just last tournament. Slam gets us every year. <laughs> One year we almost sank the boat three times. What's the tournament though? I mean, tell me the, this is what I, I mean. The one that you won the. Was it the Fort so Pierce? Fort Pierce the King Fort Pierce King Mac rotation, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, tell me about that. I want to hear about that. I feel like we have to film a commercial for this. Yeah. So great tell me about that tournament. Great organization. Tell um, me what happened. Tell me everything about that one. The tournament was created um, because of the Invitational Kingfish Tournament in North Carolina. Um, so there's a lack of Kingfish tournaments down here, or tournaments in general for meat fishing that gave you a return on your investment. So a lot of the tournaments down here, is you put in a lot of effort to them, put in a lot of time and money, and you really, even if you win, you barely cover your expenses. 
especially with many of these teams pre-fishing multiple days. So we envision right, from you're, you're splitting about, you're paying out and all that. Yeah, and after yeah, gas, right. yeah, and gas, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So we fished the Moorhead City Open in North Carolina, and we saw that it was doable to run a tournament with 60 boats and 150 grand for first place. So we thought, okay, why don't we do this down in um, Florida? So my captain Alex and our team Mike decided to put this together, and Laura helped out with this. Um, a couple of our other friends helped out with this, and we made a whole schedule from January to. April 22nd was the first day of the tournament. In about three, four months, we got 69 boats to come together. That's great. For five a first grand year. entry fee, which many people. That's like almost unheard of for a first year tournament. And most of, most yeah. of these boats, I think we had more out of state boats than in state boats. Really? When we told the That's even boats, more unheard of. When we told the in state boats it was going to be a five grand entry fee and we're expecting over 50 boats, they said, not happening. Mm-hmm. You'll never get that. There's not enough um, interest. But with Alex, he knows everyone. Well, everyone knows Captain Alex. Captain Alex Burgess, yes. Supremacy Fishing Charters. Captain. Yeah. He, uh, we should get Alex on the show. <laughs> you the, laugh. the vegan yeah, Viking. The vegan Viking. That's a, that's a good one. But we he made a couple phone calls, and within you know three months, we had six over 60 boats. And at a five-grand entry fee, that equated to 185 grand for first place, which for Kingfish... I think that's the biggest payout that's I've ever a great, seen. That's great, yeah. And along great with payout. that, first place got a 185, and we won. We caught a 45 first day of Wait, the tournament. Wait, first place got 185? That wasn't yes. the purse? First yes. place got 185 grand. That's great. Second place got wow. 82 grand. Third place got 92 grand because they won the Big Fish Calcutta, Okay. and they, they caught a 64-pound kingfish, which is giant, but won that Calcutta. And third place got, I think, 18 grand. Fourth. Fourth place. So, four boats, one over fifteen grand, three one over eighty grand. That is unheard of for kingfishing. And this wasn't like a put together ragtag tournament with taped rules. These, I mean, within this tournament was planned in less than a year. And if you could think of some rule, they had it. I mean, to make because it was ran by locals, they wanted to make sure that no one was, was going to ran by. Like people that fish tournaments exactly. all yeah. the time. They don't yeah, want so, it to yeah. happen. Mike has been fishing them for 20, 30 years. Yeah. They know that, hey, this is what needs to happen. If someone asks this, we got to have this. So yeah, they had them measure the fish every day. As soon as they caught the fish, they had a code word. I had the joy of helping to pick out that. That was my favorite part. Really? Was they that squirrel co- fish? And it was like squirrel fish and then little toonie. Yeah, little toonie. Just but it was awesome to be a part of that. And chair on top. We, we won on. Uh, dad's boat went on the Fin Sanity because our Diggerich boat was broken for that tournament. And Alex, uh, I remember that. I mean, we were at this the Pompano Seafood Fest, and these two come rolling up on me, and they're like, "Hey, guess what?" Yeah, I've never seen more proud, glowing faces. Yeah, for sure, that was awesome. The close battle. We had another local boat. We both had a fifty pounder going after uh, another nice fish day two. We had both had a fifty day one, and then day two we both had a forty five. Mm-hmm. Or no, they had a forty-three. It it was like b- within Close. ounces of first and second place. Yeah, we won by it, under half a pound. Actually, speaking of within ounces, it just like kind of like a sidebar up at the Jimmy Johnson Atlantic City that we were just at. There was a Wahoo that got weighed in forty-three pounds, right? And our buddies at Roll Groove, they came up the next on the scale, forty-three point six. 
Oh, that and hurts. They took the wahoo. And, and I'm sitting and there like, interviewing him, right? I'm like, dude, do you realize just what happened? And he goes like this. He goes, we had the assumption that that might happen. So we let them weigh in first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was Keep it funny. on ice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, that's awesome. About yeah. That so tournament. if you guys want to fish for next year, we, right. we're capping it at 100 bits. So if you want to fish this event next year, Fort Pierce, King Mac Invitational. Um, it's the third weekend of April. Third weekend of April. That may change depending on the moon because Alex wants it to be good fishing, so he may move it up a week, move it back a week depending on the moon mm-hmm. cycle. And um, it'll be capped at 100 boats. That'll Smart be, move. Yep. That'll be 250 grand for first place. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, and I think I like the fact that he's going to do that with the moon because... I mean, conditions are everything. People will want to... Yeah. You look I, at the sand And that's, a, again, what I said. You got experienced tournament fishermen running the whole show and that they... they have the ability to do that or make that call and, and, and do many that of these get. other tournaments it's I'm sure the anglers appreciate it yeah you can't you can't um determine it looking forward but many of these tournaments are won by what seven or six sailfish yeah now like right. some years just such poor sail fishing then the next weekend oh there's a cold front and now here's catch a 20 24 yeah, sailfish on your speedos yeah. <laughs> It's unfortunate that you can't really plan it out like that. And another cool thing we have, we are scheduled for four days of fishing. So if there's bad weather on a Saturday or a Sunday, or the Friday, Saturday, or tournament fishing days, the Thursday and Sunday are blocked off in case there's bad weather to move the tournament to a different day so everyone can fish safely. And that's another big thing mm-hmm. for them because no one wants to go out in seven, eight-foot seas when it's unfishable and right. just beat yourself up, beat your boat up, and really not have that great of odds of catching good fish because that's the main goal make it plain make it a even playing field for everybody yeah and yeah even playing field and i think ultimately you're fishing a tournament everyone wants to catch fish yeah i mean i mean in my experience everything that we've been involved with with designing and creating tournaments and just being involved with tournaments it's always the tournaments where everyone catches fish where nobody has a bad time you know what i mean you got to think of the experience of it too. You know what I mean? It, when even if you win a tournament where not a lot of people caught fish, it was like, okay, cool, we got away with one there. You know what I mean? But if you, you're in a tournament, and, you, and even if you lose, and you're catch, everyone's catching a lot of fish, and you're catching a ton of fish, then it's hard to argue with who won. You know, or, or coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know what I mean? Hey, they caught two hundred and something pounds of fish. We caught one hundred and ninety pounds of fish. Oh well, it's still a good day. You know what I mean? I don't know. I know you want to win. Like, Jonah's looking at me like, yeah, whatever, dude. I still want to win. I don't <laughs> care what the day was. You get what I'm saying, though. Of course. All right. So the second part of Liz's question is, do you both enjoy fishing together? Be honest. <laughs> I love fishing with my sister. Well, Let me put I think that it depends there. on our circumstance. Like, I have, is, right. I have so much fun fishing with him when we're, like, doing well and, like, we're getting all hyped up. But then there's other times when I'm like, do you understand I have a heart? <laughs> I'll be the like, first one to say <laughs> that when I was younger, it was not great to fish with me. He until, has, wow. he has a I lot of really loud words that yeah. like don't always need to be said. <laughs> okay. I've oh. definitely mellowed with my old age. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, listen, Jonah and I have fished together before on a, in a tournament before, right? And it was a, a lovely experience, right? He was much younger <laughs> sure. at the time, right? And I think the weight came up and I didn't get the rubber band off immediately. And this little, I mean, you must have been 11, 12, maybe. Probably. He's looking at me, just shaking his head. 
The and I'm just is. like, Jonah, <laughs> it came off the second time, all right? <laughs> well, I will say, like... And I then mean, he walks away, and I'm like, what do I do with that? He's a great captain, and he, like, holds everyone to a high I'm, standard. I was there for the meatballs from, from <laughs> Big Anthony's. <laughs> right. That's I all Greg. <laughs> yep. I mean, he's a great captain, and he's an amazing fisherman, but that's why he's so extreme. I promise your dad I this was, would not turn into a Jonah roast. He, like, he reluctantly just fist bumped me right there. He didn't even full-on fist bump me. You see that? He's like, yeah, okay, I'll do this because we're on camera. I was very hard to fish with, but I got humbled. Yeah, he's doing better. I hope better. I'm a little better now. Humble. All right, listen, speaking of humbled, okay, your next question comes from your grandfather, Papa Greg. Okay. As very now, listen. The rest of the show here is going to be these questions all right, okay. from, from here on out. You know, I'd love to I'm spotlight scared. you. Listen, I really wanted to put a spotlight on Lorelai's accomplishments with the CCA and all the different scholarships, things that she won with them, and and the the groundwork that she laid, and she paved the way for all the the young female fishermen of the world. And she definitely is a pioneer in that in that regard. But we did an entire podcast on that. So if you want to look back at her Go podcast, watch with, the right, do watch that podcast right? cca podcast yeah absolutely 100 percent. your papa greg asks uh as very successful competitive tournament winners how do you think you would fare fishing in the late 50s and early 60s oh my gosh i heard it was wild <laughs> he says we fished in small underpowered boats sometimes 16 foot with a 45 horsepower engine no modern electronics Fishing in five to seven foot seas in a 16 footer is a little different than fishing 35 to 40 foot boats with sea keepers. How would you fare? Well, they I would weigh had... 12 pounds because I would just be yakking the entire time. Okay. <laughs> they also had a fishery that wasn't entirely demolished and. Well, if you look around, destroyed. our <laughs> fishery is so much more advanced than anywhere else in the world just because it's so competitive because we have the technologies. I mean, I wish we could go back and just literally. Like stick a piece the of bread out and catch a wahoo. Even from the nineties are better than anything that you'll really see right now, especially in near Pompano, near this this East Coast. Um, there are definitely some places where it's still kind of less touched. Like you got to Pulley Ridge, even some places out of like St. Augustine, where those big wahoos are caught. I mean, Pompano, just so overfished. Like the ledge, Jupiter Ledge, you see what three hundred, four hundred boats on it a day. Back in what the sixties, the fifties, there weren't that many boats there. Let, 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 let me bring up a couple of things when it comes to this, right? So we talk about all the time about Pompano being the mecca of fishing, right? Yep. The, the cradle of civilization when it comes to fishing. We, we we do view this town that way on this show, all right? And we we have multiple guests on the show, uh, very high level guests. Um, your Skip Danas, your Art Zaps, your, your Bouncer Smiths, your George Pavromos, and all and all these guys. And they all agree. Like you go anywhere in the world where the best fish are being caught, you're going to find someone from Pompano there. It's just going to happen. They're just there. Uh, whether they're mates or captains or people just journeying and, and touring through or just, you know, accomplished world anglers that fish in all these different locations, um, a lot of it comes and stems from Pompano. All right. Now, to compare Pompano now to the way it was then yeah it was different some can argue some of it is cyclical um where are the mahi you know like things like that like well maybe they're still there maybe they're just migrating or maybe they're just decimated um there's arguments for both sides right 
uh, so commercial fishing, Chinese commercial fishing off the Bahamas might be decimating. There's a lot of different factors to, to think about in that. But also you look at it from a standpoint of, well, you know, the Jordan era, the Brown era, how can you say that the basketball players in that era are better from the basketball players in this era and, and all the different things it's like, well, it's conditions, right? We're bringing it back to fishing and when it's, you know, there are more fish then. It's like, okay, if there are more fish then, then. So anyway, there are innovators back then. Um, the the John Louis and, and, and the Skip Smiths and all those guys innovating kite fishing and the, the different ways that fishing were done now. Now all those secrets are out, right? And that's what you're being raised on, right? And all those secrets that you guys are being taught, um, but you're perfecting them. You're honing your skills, right? So it's tough to say that the way the conditions were, right? Based upon the base conditions are now, it's a level playing field, right? So you're working with what you got. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they used to have to dig out the Hillsborough Inlet when they wanted to go out of it. It was constantly be. It's not meant to be an inlet. It was constantly filled in. So imagine taking your boat out and just taking your shovel every Saturday morning. <laughs> That's crazy. Like we we recently heard that, didn't we? Like who told us? Who it was? No, no, <laughs> no. But I know. But it was like. Where did you hear that story? Um, the I used to be a camp counselor, so we took a lighthouse field trip, and we got to hear all about like the barefoot mailmen. Yeah, and that's great. Digging out. That's great. Um, so go go ahead with what you're going to say, though. I mean, uh, with t- talking about fishing in the fifties, and the sixties, and the seventies, eighties, nineties, even like today, and like what was your finish your thought on that? I just feel like they're. Certainly more pressure on the fish now than ever before. Right? I agree with you 100%. There's definitely a lot of pressure on like the fish. Like you said, everything's connected by water. You're slow. Right. Like, yeah. You see, Alex and I talk about this all the time. You see Mahi's down I in wasn't disagreeing with you by what I said with uh, about that. Like, I'm 100% agreeing with you, but there's, like, so many factors involved, like, why there's pressure now and why, why it's changed. So. I mean, everything's connected. So if you put pressure on a fish, like, in the Caribbean, those fish swim all the way up here. Like, Mahi's, they can swim all the way up here. So if they're decimating the population, we're not going to have much left. Right. Same thing like some states like North Carolina have less regulations. I think it is North Carolina has less regulations than us. But especially Mahi regulations. If they're way decimating less. them, yeah, we're not going to have many left. Kingfish, right. they'll swim from North Carolina all the way down, all the way through the Gulf. So these fish, even though they're regulated kind of by state sometimes, they're all the same body of fish. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, I think it's hard for government to put a tracker on that or to put regulations on that because like i mean you see here april may catch as many kingfish and tunas as you want later on in the year they're just not here you know they're they migrate out it's harder for the body of fish isn't here still so it's so hard to put regulations on something that isn't here year round it's so seasonal yeah and how listening to art about the sharks it's just yeah. overpopulation of like Red snappers. Then you have the goliaths are going to come back. And oh the man, you want to get on the sharks? I mean, we, you oh, and I could probably be doing yeah. an entire stay podcast that on that. No, we could stay on it if yeah. you want. I mean, we have no problem talking about it. But we want future it's jobs. Just, it's just <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's just that's that's a road we can go down. We can do. I mean, we've done countless amounts of podcasts. You've done on, it enough. You know, the funny thing is about the sharking thing and and the and the podcasts that we've done on this show. I mean, we've done we've done sharking podcasts for years on this and it's almost just now coming to light in in a lot of the mainstream circles like everyone's starting to do 
podcasts and yeah. different shows on like sharking and the and the issue and, and it's just, and I'm not trying to claim, so claim anything on it. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to claim anything on it, but like we brought Patrick Price on and Thomas Osborne, who was the last of the commercial fish yep. shark fishermen. Yep. To lose his license, basically not lose his license, he gave it up because it just wasn't feasible with all the new laws that were in place. We had him on the show like three years ago, four years ago, maybe even even longer, right? And but it's just a road that we can go down and go down and go down. But it almost seems like now finally, like things are being done about it, you know, which is great, you know what I mean? And now finally, coalitions are being built. Um, but you know, and, and I'm not trying to claim anything on it. There, there's a, a Hosts of people that were involved in everything we were trying to do. God rest his soul, Patrick Price, who died of COVID, was really on the forefront of really getting that done, and that's who we brought on the show, like to, to talk through it. So anyway, I know we definitely spiraled into a tangent uh, on that one. So I'm going to get back to our questions, right? Right. What's that? Questions. Questions. I'm so right. worried so, they asked right. a question. All right. So thank you, Papa Greg. Um, I don't know if that answered how well you would do in. Five to there. seven foot season, 14 foot bubble. I think we got there. Okay. Bouncer Smith. The lovely Bouncer Smith, our very good friend, friend of the program, um, and just friend in life, wants to know what your doctorates will be in. <laughs> it's a, truly what he asks, right? But he says, perhaps you can study, do a study on how conservation or the lack thereof impacts recreational fishing or and could have a great impact uh, in the future and today. Well, I want to go into civil engineering. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be going to UF in the fall for civil engineering. Um, my original, um, I originally wanted to look into construction management um, because that's not something we're ever going to lose right. or need not need people for. Um, but so with civil engineering, because it's so broad, it's a branch of environmental engineering and infrastructure engineering. Um, so I don't know necessarily what exact path I want to go in, but setting myself up with that. I mean, I can do a construction minor. I could do like a sustainability in the built environment minor, which I'm really looking at. Um, I could do like a very specific civil engineering into environmental. Um, I mean, really the opportunities are endless, but because of CCA, I was really drawn down the path of infrastructure, especially, I mean, you see right now our water flow issues within the Everglades mm -hmm. um, and below, that's something that is going to need to be fixed soon. And we're not gonna stop needing jobs for that one. Governor. Oh, goodness. I feel like I'd get way too mad at many people for that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on conservation for the future of the state? Um, Lorelai has much more technical experience than me with CCA and mm -hmm. what she learned there, but I mean, I just go off of what I see and what I hear from captains like Art, captains like Alex, guys that are out there every day that tell me this wasn't like this five years ago. This wasn't like this 10 years ago. Why is this happening now? And I don't think I'm all that smart, but I think about it a lot when I'm sitting there, dazing off, sleeping, while he's running catching in. his goggles. Well, listen, listen, I think you are that smart, right? And I almost, like, I really firmly believe that between the two of you, you can, you probably could solve this whole conservation bit. Well, I, I think like, a lot of it single comes or double handedly to how much money is in conservation. There's and now you're much. talking the, the politics involved. You know, if like we're students, we want to go to college. If we collect college debt, pay it off quickly by having a good job that supports us. So if you're not going to make money researching conservation, no one's going to do it. Right. Until 
you know, you're established, your your job's fine, and then you may start looking into it on the side or using your voice to try to help other people do it or fund other people to do it, but we're not there yet. And right now we have, I mean, we have such a strong Florida Very governor. Very good answer, by the way. We have such a strong Florida governor who is so strong for conservation and Ronnie's is working the man. so... <laughs> And he's Uncle Ron. He's working. Yep. He's working so much with CCA and like organizations. Um, basically, they can put something on his desk, and he will work with it. He's not just going to push it away immediately. Um, I mean, they're providing the research for it, and he is willing to work with them. So I think we have a bright future in that sense. Um, I think we're probably more ahead than most states in that way. Um, but we probably have more issues than most states conservationally because yeah, we have it's, more it's waterways. A very <laughs> sensitive environment conservationally yeah. too a lot of the studies do they really show everything that's happening like if you're how are you going to count how many fish actually swam through our area you know are you going to send someone out to send someone out with a tank and start counting <laughs> what's going to happen fish are going to swim away from you you know like how are you actually going to study hey we have an issue here when the people that are going to study it aren't there every day they don't see the patterns so it's tough when especially like you can have your voices on a petition, but how much of that will actually be seen unless you're pushing for it with every ounce of you for year after year after year? We're going like, to make it like the sun pass. Like when they pass Jupiter Ledge, they like have to like check in. <laughs> That'd be like one kingfish going through. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why I love having guys like Art Sapp and, and Skip Dana on exactly. the show all the time because they, they thoroughly explain um, and are involved in a lot of these programs and argue to the hilt with these scientists and these politicians and you know they are on boards they are on organizations and they try to explain till they're blue in the face about hey listen that dude that you put on a boat to try to catch the fish that we're arguing about is fishing in the wrong spot they're exactly. not collecting the right data because they're not in the right spot why don't you listen to the guy that is in the right spot it every, does it every day. single day part of the problem Right. Sure. So, I mean, but listen, you you mentioned money at the end of the day. Um, we need smart guys like you guys um, making these calls, making these decisions, someone who can really look at these with level heads. So let's move on to the next question. So the next one comes from Steve Fishman. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> right. And I did get one in from Steve-O. Right. Nicest guy on the planet Earth. Love him. Right? So he's our biggest yeah. fan. We love yeah. him. Every captain's meeting. Yeah. Go find Steve. It's funny. When I text him, he goes, I go, hey, Steve, I got Lorelai and Jonah on the show. I'm like, you got a couple questions for you, he, for me? He goes, man, I love those kids. <laughs> Tell them I call them next generation. Right? Jonah will go to the end of the world to get bait and find the fish. Ask them where they get that extra energy from. Oh, goodness. Jonah has like, like... <laughs> He, there's something in him that just, he can't not bait fish. Like, he will not sleep if we don't have the proper amounts of bait for tournaments. If like, something has to be done, I'll go do it. Yeah. So, especially when it's something I enjoy, like fishing, if there's something that needs to be done, no one else is going to do it, I'll, I'll figure out a way. And no one can keep up with him. Like, he will bring so many different people bait fishing, and they'll just disappear after. Like, they'll be like, never again. <laughs> I, I burn him out. <laughs> And I mean, it's it's fun. And then when he gets to his speedos, it's like if it if it doesn't go right in the well, it's a war zone. A speedo fish to clarify for everyone: you don't wear speedos when you fish. He does. <laughs> yeah, catch him in the Bahamas. 
That's great. All right, so we're listening. We're going to start rifling through some of these questions here because okay. I've been doing a horrible job of asking the questions, but I keep getting sidetracked with you guys. <laughs> yeah, all right. Your uncle Ricky Mueller asked two oh, questions. Goodness. Okay. When you were babies, you seemed to have your own form of communication between you, almost your own language. Do you remember anything about that, and do you still? I don't think we have our own language, but I like when I when something's happening, I will always know how Jonah's going to react, like okay. to a T. She and knows how to read me very well. There is yeah. no twin telepathy. That's doesn't I don't know. Sometimes, with us. sometimes it's like a yeah, like a look or a notion. <laughs> but when or... Yeah. we do work together. Don't don't get in the way. No, yeah, watch out. It happens. <laughs> like whenever I want to go fishing, I know who to talk to. <laughs> hey Lola, can you see something over with mom real quick? <laughs> it's a, it's a team effort. Yeah. Right, another baby question. When you were babies at the beach, <laughs> the one thing I found to be most different about you both is Jonah hated the sand touching his skin, and Lola didn't care <laughs> if she got sand in her mouth. <laughs> So I don't know what the question is. There's no question there. But well, Uncle um, Ricky, the tables have turned. Now yeah. Jonah's the messy one who's always yeah. in kingfish slime. I'm surprised he's in a clean shirt today, actually. Yeah, I pulled one out of the back of the closet. Here you go. So <laughs> Saving just, for this occasion. Well, I guess here's the question. Wait, sorry. Besides fishing, what do you have most and least in common? Um, we're mo- we're both very driven. Like okay. I would say, we like if we want something, like it's gonna get done. Least in common. I agree. Um, Jonah doesn't really like know the whole personal well, feelings Lorelai, thing. Lorelai has okay. a social life. <laughs> the heart. She has a social life. <laughs> she knows how to communicate with people, and I only know how to communicate with certain Fish. people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, I definitely think everyone, he when doesn't. I, when I say something, it doesn't come off right to many people. Unfortunately, it's something okay. I'm working on. But Lorelai's <laughs> good at that. Sometimes right. I ask her to translate for me, and it goes over pretty well usually. It's called Jonah Translate. Gotcha. It's my new app. Gotcha. <laughs> Barney Heath asks, what do you wish you could do as well as your sibling? Um, Work without sleeping for days. Like okay. Jonah has, like he just won't sleep for days at a time. I can't do that. Like I would say we both fish hard, but I don't know anyone who fishes as hard as he does. <laughs> Always. Okay. I would say I wish I could communicate as good as my caring and loving sister. Wow, what a heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question comes from Jennifer Sneed Sullivan. Oh. And she asks, does Jonah and his future college roommate have anything in common? And if so, what exactly? For the record, I set Jonah up with his soon-to-be college roommate. Yeah. They're besties already. She did. So for those of you who don't know, um, Miss Sullivan has a son, well, multiple sons actually, but I'm going with the eldest, Zach, and we're going to be roommates at UF, and one of the things Lord I said was, you both have dads with Freemans, both your dads are dentists, <laughs> both of you love to fish, why don't you ask him to be your roommate? I'm like, wow, Lorelai, you're a genius. So I, I texted Zach, and sure enough, we'll be roommates in the fall. She's good like that. She she, she really listen. There's so many things that she does here that, like, I don't want to say go unseen, but that just like glue that connects this place together. That's going to be missed. That that really that, you know, I get it. Is my point. 
you know, I see it all every day, all the time. So that that's good stuff. That's just that's a great quality that she has, right? Um, Harris Katz, my business partner and friend, says when push comes to shove, who's not is more dependable. Um, I feel like Jonah would if like we were both thinking on boats, he would save his boat. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. I would agree. Uh. <laughs> She, you seem shocked with this. Lola's got you, you a lot just, that's better. What you with, just said. A lot better with the, the actual fluoro knots and the mono knots, but when it comes to wire, I probably would have put hers out during the day. <laughs> she's getting there. Dang. Okay. Calling on my rigs she's now. At there. least I'm helping him with rigs. She yeah. is. All right. Say so most sisters want to do that. All right. Who does yeah, the, who, who does the faster uni the uni? Jonah all day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I get to do it more, so it's like she. I yeah, don't know I, how to I do an real, Excel spreadsheet. I have a real job. If you had, if you had me come in here on Lorelai's job, I'd be so lost. Your building would be burning in about thirty minutes. <laughs> Customers be calling. I'd be like, "Hello, this is not the right studio." Turn them down because I don't know what to do. The next set of questions come from your parents. Oh goodness! All right, so number one comes from your mother, Mindy Bennett. Ask them to name a chapter in my parenting handbook. (laughs) So, and and ask them what the title of the future bestseller is. So, her book is going to be called "You're Doing It Wrong," (laughs) (laughs) and she needs to write the same book. I Um, I definitely think there's going to be a chapter. Oh, this is hard. Well, there are going to be a lot of chapters, so it's hard to narrow it down to one. What's your favorite? Uh, my personal favorite is um, trying to get Jonah to communicate what he's doing on the weekends because there are times when we're like, where's Jonah? It's a long name for a chapter. I think he's... <laughs> I don't... I think she has like a notes list why don't, of this. Why don't you say so, Mom? What about making the pass fire the Repeat that because she's not mic'd. Oh, it's, it's the take away the pass fire in the bottle on the first birthday coming from the dentist's wife. Okay. <laughs> Potty trained before too. Okay. Keep Great going. chapters. It's my We're, favorite. The the audience wants to know. Because I'm doing they it wrong. Right. the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. No smartphone no before I, 15. No iPad at the dinner table. All right. All right. All right. Cool. So we're following all those rules in our house currently. Right. So all Write those. Book, all Mom. those. Sienna pushes the limit. On the daily, so, yeah. All right. Uh, part two of the Mindy Mommy question. Mama Dukes. Mama Dukes. How would you describe growing up in Pompano with our fishing community to someone not from here? Oh, that's so hard. I, like, recently had to do this. Get ready to be thrown into a moving object <laughs> in moving seas, potentially get rained on, potentially be sweating, and then you come back, and you feel like you've been hit in a hundred places by a sledgehammer, and you want to go back out. Pompano is just—it's a small town surrounded by big cities. If you don't know someone, you have a friend who knows that person. And I mean, there's things I like. So I can promise that if there's any kids my age watching this, they've probably been through junior lifeguard camp. They've probably like—I mean, there's just a list of different Pompano-specific events that only Pompano kids would understand. And it's something that. Like it's so hard to leave because it's you're not gonna be able to come back and find all of your same friends. It's like a giant fret. 
it's not a giant frat. It's much more, it's nicer than that. We don't have trash on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, like she said. I'm not even going to comment on it. It's absolutely fantastic. All right. The next question comes, the next set of questions comes from your father. Dr. Jimmy Bennett. Dr. Pebbles. Dr. Pebbles. Um, Where is your dream fishing destination and what are you targeting? Oh, that's hard. We go to Costa Rica to fish and we've heard such great things. Ours wasn't, our trip wasn't amazing. Hopefully we'll have another one. I feel like Hawaii. You'll get the marlin and you get the surfing all in one. Mm. It's pretty good. What are you thinking, Jonah? Thinking hard. The rigs out in Venice are awesome. Oh, yeah. Because you can go from catching 60, potentially 70-pound kingfish to, oh, look, there's a yellowfin tuna on the lawn. Literally. That's that's awesome over there. Yeah, the rigs. I mean, and it's so different than what we have here. So that's another, that's a dream, dream trip. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. Like, you guys are so young, but I know your foundation is so solid. And, I mean, I just completely foresee places like Tropic Star Lodge and Panama and places like Madeira going for grandeurs like in your future. I Hopefully. really do. I mean, we don't we don't really have the sailfish or the, the billfish bug because we've never really been Yeah, but I'm saying it's like I think you guys are going to eventually evolve to that. You know, either that or just completely catching world record fish and flats on fly and yeah, you know, and just I, I just see you guys evolving in special special ways. I really do. It, it's a good question, Jimmy, for sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um. Would you rather tournament fish or fun fish? Tournament fish, actually. Without mm. hesitation, look at that. Well, <laughs> oh my god, I don't even Doing think I right. finished the word fish at that point. Well, okay, I say oh that. Oh my god, I, I haven't turned you away after five years. Every week, she's like, "There's a tournament. Can I take off work?" The tournament, can I tell you? I'm like, yes. Just, just I, I say that, but thing. sometimes during a tournament, I'm like, why do we do this? <laughs> why do we spend so much money for this? I love it, tournament fishing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you guys are all where, about it. Where memories are made, friendships are made and broken. And I mean, made and you're out there with everyone else too. So, I mean, it's. You're not sufficient. <laughs> I mean, it's great. We we send Jonah for swims on the ledge sometimes. I love I love playing the biggest game of. Can I touch you to the commercial kingfish boats on Jupiter Ledge? Yeah, they're big fans of the fence animals. They hate her boat. For some reason, they hate her boat. <laughs> Last, this, well, Poppy's boat. This next question is, is going to be a little emotional. All right. I say the word emotional. Here, he just starts crying. I'm not crying yet. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> All right. So it comes from Skip Dana. Um, who, and it's worth noting that that was kind of like your first chat, wasn't yeah. it? Working on the Fish, fish City Pride. Pride. That was my first job. Right. How old were you? 14. Right? Working on the Fish City Pride. So that, that's that's fantastic stuff. Um, to lighten the load, I'm going to ask the first part of this question. And Skip wants to know, Jonah, was it cold living in Lorelei's shadow? <laughs> it was always a dark place. <laughs> Maybe that's why I turned out this way. So dark and cold bitter. and soulless and bitter. But in all seriousness, it was a pleasure watching both you grow up into the young adults you've become. It was also a pleasure to watch the progression of the Finsanity team from little kids on the Mako to now killing it on the Freeman. Both of you kids have had opportunities to fish with some really great fishermen 
and teams. What is the one thing you've learned that all successful teams do? Um, I would say it's all in the preparation. It's all in making sure you have your head on straight for the day, no matter if it's like knowing where you're going beforehand or knowing what rig bag your stingers are in kind of thing. It's all about preparation and having the entire team prepare. Because if you have three people doing all the preparation, you're going to fall apart on game day. Huh. <laughs> okay, someone has a real job and helps with our food preparation. Thank you very much. You I guess I count as three was... people. Listen, this this is why she makes the big bucks. This right. This so is why I'm, I'm gonna, this is why this uh, is October why 9th is squarely August. black on my calendar. Is because this girl delivers every single day. She really does. Solid. Huh. Was the perfect answer to that. The five Ps are a good one. Proper preparation prevents poor, 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 poor performance, but also staying calm when everything is I happening. could give the same huh answer to that one. <laughs> You're calm? Well, I never said we were a successful team. <laughs> Talking about like when you go fish with Blue Moon, you fish with. So that's Tigger that's a Ridge. page out of the Art Set book too. The like staying fish, calm. Like talking to right. James DeMarco, ta- fishing with Art. It's like all the best captains are so calm when they truly are in the fan. So it's like you have fifty pound fish, sixty pound fish on, and people are going crazy. You got a shark on it. They're not yelling. They're not screaming. They're saying, "All right, keep reeling. Go to your right. Go to your left." Imagine the patience it takes being Art Sap being successful tournament after tournament after tournament. And let's say you got 20 sailfish notched and you're maybe still not there yet. You're two fish short or you're up two fish and you're just trying to clear it. And that one fish hits at three o'clock, three thirty, And this is your last fish of the day. And maybe that's the fish that puts you over the top. How hard is it not to just scream and yell and just be like, I'm locking this in, get that fish, right? But you just stay cool as a cucumber and imagine the strength and, and, and power that's in that. Definitely a they, lot of practice for that They've one. been there before. Yeah. You know, I've like when we won when we won the Fort Pierce King Mac Invitational, there's no celebration from Alex. Just fish hit the deck. And we, we didn't know we won it with that, but it's like we got a good fish. He's like, all right, send him back out. We actually had a 30-pounder just sitting on the rod in the rod holder. Start reeling that one in too. You just keep going on what you were doing. You don't start freaking out. You know, so many teams will just stop fishing and start taking pictures and celebrating. And it's how rumors start. How a, rumors how start. a thirty pound kingfish ends up being fifty, which happens a lot. But and they've nice. been there before. It's nothing new to them. So why would they freak out? Gotcha. Good answer. Tony Mello asks. Tony. T-Mello. Jonah. What's your go-to dance move, and can you show us? Oh. <laughs> go-to dance move. I'm afraid I don't have many of those. I, I did the moonwalk pretty good at one oh, of yeah. our, at our moonwalk? prom. At, at prom, Jonah moonwalked it out. All right. I did. I like it. I was proud of that. I, think, I don't think your cord's long enough to get up and moonwalk no, right now. No, it's not. Insert video here. Tony, if you catch a wahoo in the showdown, I'll show you. All right, this next, and Tony, he asks a second question, I, and I hesitate to even ask it because it's, you know, but I'm going to ask it. This is Lorelai. Which would you prefer to have as your roommate? A pig or Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. If it's Tony's pig, Tony has a really cute, Tony has a whole farm. For oh, he does? Know. He okay. has a whole farm. All right. And I feel a mini better heifer. asking Go see his mini cow. 
He has a mini cow. Yep. Go follow her on TikTok. <laughs> Aurora the cow. It really depends on the day, Tony. Your Aunt Nancy asks, who is the better chummer? I take pride in my work. You take pride in your work. <laughs> All right. Um, and our last set of questions comes from a one trade a buck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Will you marry me? I'm so worried. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna squash that right now. <laughs> that is not a question on the list. Okay. Unfortunate. It's not a question on the list. Um for both. Who is the better athlete and who is more competitive? Oh, it depends on what sport we're talking about. Because I would destroy him in water polo and swimming. I would love for you to go against me in water polo. Swimming. <laughs> really? Swimming, respectively, for our genders, you would crush me. Yeah. I'm really? just stronger because I'm taller than you now. That's okay. She held that over I, me for I a could, long time. It's still a cold spot could, in my heart. I could win in CrossFit. <laughs> Let's see tomorrow morning. CrossFit champ out here. <laughs> she talks a lot of talk, but doesn't walk the walk. Who has the, who has the school record? Um, two? I, have, two I have one for the record. But I think competitively i'm more silently competitive he's openly competitive yeah i'll just okay. like look over my shoulder one day and she's like brainstorming these crazy ideas i'm like how what like, i haven't even thought about what i'm gonna have for breakfast she's planning on how to take over the world so she's definitely silent silently competitive work in the shadows <laughs> the second question from trey is lorelei who is your biggest supporter oh oh this is so hard i have I have Dennis. I'm not kidding. Dennis, you, I feel like whenever we have someone walks it, that Don't walks in. Don't make me in, cry. Don't make me cry. We have to. I'm getting there, Mom. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> we, ha, we have Dennis, like, has, like, a mental spiel. Like, he doesn't need a list. He's like, this is my super assistant, and that makes me, like, I'm not kidding. When I was writing my college applications, I was like, what would Dennis say? <laughs> and definitely my parents. They always cheer me on, even though they didn't come to my uh, last high school state swim meet for the keys. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least you thought they'd come to your event. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they definitely cheer me on, especially when it's what comes to beating Jonah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Trey, you're such a great fan. <laughs> she, she's listen. <laughs> she's just trying to act tough right now. She's totally trying to act tough right now. Joda, who's your biggest supporter? Certainly not my parents. Alex Burgess. No, my my dad is always there for me unless we do. And my mother always carries us whenever whenever I want to do something. She allows me to most of the time when it goes along with her her philosophy of you're doing it wrong. But um, definitely Alex Burgess, my captain. He supports me a lot. If I ever have any questions about like what I want to do with my life, I'm having a midlife crisis at the age of 18, I'd go to Alex. Okay, I'm going to interject for real quick. Okay. Okay. And th- we're getting close to the end of this whole thing that we're doing right now. Okay. Your parents are amazing people. No doubt about it. Incredible people. Some of the best people that I know. Some of the best friends that I have. Okay. And I know for a fact they have done an amazing job with both of you guys. Right. Do not ever question for a second that those two people over there sitting at that bar are your biggest supporters, both of you. They always will be for the rest of your lives, for the rest of their lives. You will never have anyone in your corner more so than those people over there. 
they have fought hard for you. They have done everything for you. They have shown you the toughest love to get you to the point where you are today. Okay? Whether it's fun, whether it's fishing, whether it's school, whether it's putting food in your mouth. Okay? Those two people are the reason you're both on that scholarship level. The reason that you guys both have the morals and the groundwork that you have. Both reason that you guys have the faith in God that you have. Okay? Do not ever forget that for as long as you live. I can't look over to thank them because I know my mom's in tears right now. I can tell you that right now. I know that for a fact. Okay? The last question is, who's better, the Gators or the Bulls? Go Gators. Both of you are leaving for the University of Florida soon. We couldn't be prouder. Okay? Couldn't be prouder of the people you become. Couldn't be prouder of the people that you're going to be. I see nothing but the brightest future ahead for you both. I love you both. Okay? And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to miss you both. But you're not leaving. You're only going away for a little bit. We'll be okay? back. You'll be back. Well, I okay? may not be back. All right. I, I want to thank you guys. <laughs> I mean, to be deployed. <laughs> Depends on what we decide to do as a country in the next nine, <laughs> ten years. I'll be back for you, Dennis. Don't worry. Thank you. Very I'll much. email you very from much. the ship. Jimmy and Mindy, thank you very much. Good work, parental right? units. All right. Good thank work, parental units. Exactly. I know Yanni's like, man, you went for like two hours on this one, but... Um, Sorry, Yanni. I'll be honest with you. To me, it flew by like that because I could just talk about you two forever. And Thanks, I, I, I really can. And if it went a little long to the audience, you know, I'm sorry, but um, I didn't even begin to cover you two on this podcast. I really didn't. Um, so, but I hope people got a lot out of this and uh, I hope that you guys got a lot out of this and I want to wish you best, both the best um, for your upcoming adventure. It's going to be great. It's going to suck when you leave initially, but you guys will get used to it and it's going to be a great time. Okay. Um, when you guys actually do start ruling the planet, don't forget about me. Try not to. Okay. okay. All right. So that's all I want to say. It's okay. You all can right. still call okay. me. Yeah. I will call you like daily, <laughs> weekly. So, or I um, have a shipment. Yeah. Right. Um, Jonah Bennett, Lorelai Bennett, you guys are the best. Thanks, you Dennis. You guys Thanks, truly, Dennis. truly mean um, just a lot to me. And what's that? Pomp and proud. Oh, yeah. And, um, they won. You know, and you guys truly embody everything that it means to be connected by water. So thank you very much. Your ego is Boss not of the your ego, right? Your ego is not your amigo. Always do your best. And at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. And do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're all connected, connected by, by water. water. Thank you.